Welcome to the place where we like to sprinkle a little bit of glitter to get you feeling good and a little gossip because we just can't live without it. I am your host, Kelly Hutchinson Chapwee, and this is Glitter and Gossip. So you know how we roll? Full house to the max, as usual. I got my girl, Miss Jen Myers. I'm back. Been missing you. We've got Kelly M with Guilty Until Proven Fabulous. Hi. We've got Christy Langwad, and we do have Dr. Jam. Brain doctor in the house. Right? You're a brain doc? I am a doctor of nursing science. Well, yeah, it sounds like a brain doc. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I studied the brain. Way smarter than <laughs> us, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Jan Calestro. I have a doctorate in nursing science, and I've been studying the brain since 1993. There are ways that we can change how we behave just by modulating the chemistry of our brain. Cool. And that when we move out of the hormones of stress, we opened up new opportunities. And I've been able to study that through randomized clinical control trials. Uh, right now, I'm working with Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. He's a neuroscientist and best-selling author, and he's a global lecturer. And one of his best-selling books, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, he's actually designed and worked with curriculum developers to create a course, Change Your Mind, Create New Results. And this workshop uses a dynamic combination of science, videos, and in-class practices to teach corporate leaders and business leaders how to maximize the most powerful tool available, which is your brain. From the workshop, people learn how to make significant shifts in perspectives and possibility thinking, and these shifts actually translate into increased professional performance and collective organizational change. So um, what I'm going to talk about today is just little snippets of, of some of what he teaches. To find out more, you can go out to his website, Dr. Joe Dispenza, with D-R-J-O-E-D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A.com. Click on Corporate Training to find out more about the wonderful Neural Change Solutions programs that is global and is bringing about tremendous changes. And also you can see the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza on his uh, Instagram. Thank you so much for being with us today. Christy, my co-hostess with the most is Miss Langwa, bringing in the word of the day. All right. Are y'all ready? It is recondite, and it's an adjective. Okay, so all of y'all's answers were very close, but very wrong. It's actually recondite is difficult or impossible for one of ordinary understanding or knowledge to comprehend. So too the hard reckon, for us. Wait, the word in fact was a recondite. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like the reckon part, remembering or like understanding is right, but recondite the word means it's too hard for somebody of like just. Just, of like us God, four. God, the irony. Not, <laughs> not Dr. Jan. Right, not Dr. Like Jan, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the first definition. The second one is of relating to or dealing with something little known or obscure. And then the third definition is hidden from sight, concealed. So it's, Ooh. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I do like you it. You like made us do it. So I get I it. I get it. <laughs> Chrissy, have you seen my lipstick? It's been recondite all day. What? No, that no, doesn't make any sense. No, I know you tried. No, I know. yeah. So like, <laughs> oh, smart <laughs> little dumb person. That's so cute. So I can't actually, recondite quantum physics. Yeah. Or, yes. Yeah, which is difficult yeah. to understand. Uh-huh. But let's go with the third meaning, hidden from view. Ninety-five percent of who we are by the time we're age thirty-five is subconscious. 
Yeah. Is reckoned. Yeah. Is reckoned. That is yeah. hidden from view. We get little glimpses, and then we can interact with it and change. Can we dive into that a little more? Yeah. Okay. Well, that, we do have a doctor in the house. Yeah. No. Because yeah. I, I understand that statement. Um, I heard you say that on the television show too last week. I was missing in action because I had the flu. Um, but can you dive into that a little more? Our subconscious is fully formed at age thirty-five. No, let me what? back that up. I okay. think I recondited you into a different meaning. Right, yeah. <laughs> all right. All it right, is. let's get into all that. Yeah, let's do it. There's yeah. a lot of, we got a lot to cover. Yeah, tell me your knowledge. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, subconscious or unconscious part of us. Okay. So as we go through life and we have experiences, our brain becomes a record of the past. It's an artifact of everything mm-hmm. that we've seen, experienced, and known. Mm-hmm. And as we embody that knowledge over and over again as we're growing up, it now moves. We talked about the three brains, which we can review for your audience. It moves into that third brain or the cerebellum, which now becomes an unconscious set of beliefs, habits, and behaviors. By the time we're 35, 95% of who we are comes from that unconscious set of beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors. And the subconscious, unconscious neural pathways are so fast and so powerful, quicker than the conscious, that it just it becomes an automatic response to situations, mm-hmm. not only response in physical responses, but more importantly in your thought and emotional responses to situations. Wow. And yeah. sometimes you'll catch yourself consciously saying, where did that come from? Well, that came from your recognized part of you, (laughs) that which is hidden. And so when when that happens, it's best to just have an awareness of it and not go into an analysis of it. (laughs) Jen? (laughs) Okay, I'll try. Yeah, really. Was that... Was that when I know? Yeah, why is that? Because let's say that that I'm a why person. Okay, absolutely. She's that kid. Why, why, why? why? I'm glad I didn't have you. I'm glad we're friends instead. Well, no, whenever (laughs) I was a kid, I just sat in the back class like. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm like, why? It's because nerve cells that fire together wire together. And nerve cells that no longer fire together no longer wire together. Yeah, wrap your head around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's that face. Yep. That's so, her sinking face. I have a question. Is cool. it true that whenever you remember like a memory or something like that, are you just remembering because I've seen that like you only remember it from the last time you remember it. You're not actually remembering the instance. That that's that not is, true. Yes, that is an amazing concept. I was um with a friend that you know, you, you have certain friends that you really enjoy your conversations. And, and he was saying, the only time you actually hear a bird sing is the first time. And after that, just like you're saying, you're overlaying the memory mm-hmm. of the first one onto the next experience. That's your automatic response. But when, as we go through this, I want to leave the day with you understanding what is the power of the present moment. Mm. If you actually heard that bird today in the present moment, not overlaying a familiar past onto it, you would actually hear it in its purity. And what if you could experience each day in its purity and in its power? Yeah, that would be fantastic because also... You know, it uh, feels like time flies, and it feels like time gets faster as you're older. Well, one time I heard that um, part of the reason could be that you're not really making, like, new memories or, like, new experiences. So all the same experiences, 
happen more like whenever you're a kid everything's new and exciting and time doesn't seem to go as fast like whenever you're older and the same experience is the same thing over and over there's nothing like new and exciting so time just is flying by so that relate to that absolutely that is like really true we have we create habits of our experience uh and if you think about your first christmas and the excitement of your first holiday season whatever your holiday Mm -hmm. season is it's a totally different energy than when you're preparing for your holiday season now Mm -hmm. yeah it sucks now and because you're uh, overlaying. Like this again. Santa's not coming. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Bastard. Well, it is. It, uh, we bring the Santa. Santa is coming. Yeah. We bring it. Yeah. Okay. What if we brought it? Mind over matter, you know? That, I mean, yeah. I have glasses half empty, Dr. Jan. I'm not going to lie when it comes <laughs> to but Santa. No, but you can trick yourself. That's, that's what the yeah, whole point is. You I can know. trick yourself. And I, I feel pretty uh, strong about that, too. But so... Yeah, so if you try to psych yourself into thinking that, like, every moment and everything is new and exciting, then you get to take it all in, and it moves slower. Well, when you're aware and in the present, you're actually experiencing... We take in so much sensory information that there's no way that we could process it. We process a tiny sliver of information that's out there. Yeah. And as an example, you're driving down the road... And you are thinking about getting a new car. All of a sudden, that model shows up everywhere. Yeah. You're thinking what color you want. All of a sudden. Are they entwined yeah. with Facebook and Amazon? I just want to know. Because <laughs> our brains, <laughs> they are, we, are we hardwired? <laughs> like, I need to know this. We are hardwired but, and we are also programmable. Yeah. And we've programmed ourselves to be thinking a certain way. Because we elect to what we're going to pay attention to. What you talk about with you know thinking your good thoughts or that's like good mm-hmm. but now if you really want to ramp it up if you really want to bring the juice feel how you want to feel yeah right feel it yeah because when you feel it and so for those of all that were watching um the tv show we talked about the piano player experiment and just by feeling by and now mm-hmm. let me revisit that in just a moment here so leon pascal in 1995, published an experiment where he had uh, novice piano players practicing the piano scales for the first time. And they practiced for two hours a day for five days, and their brain changed. Not, that's not surprisingly. But what he was testing also was the power of intention, the power of feeling, and what, t- what that impacts the brain. And so he also had a group of people that just felt as if they were doing the scales. And this is a really, I read the actual research. They actually had a camera, make sure they weren't moving their fingers in response to it. Because I would be like. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But they weren't. They put little EMG Mm -hmm. things so they could tell if they were even wiggling their fingers. Mm -hmm. And they did not. These were really good subjects. And their brain changed the same as if they were practicing it. And that is demonstrating, he wanted to demonstrate how our brain changes Mm -hmm. in response to our thoughts and emotions. Mm-hmm. So, like, watching, for instance, watching, like, someone play guitar on, you know, YouTube, like, watching someone do a lesson or something, yeah. and you could actually take in and change your brain by watching that without even trying it. You could, you don't even have to watch it, is what she's saying. You can just it's, imagine. If you actively engaged as if you were doing it, because the brain is encased in our, in our head, it doesn't experience life. It only experiences 
what sensory information we're providing to it. How do you get full control of your brain? Ugh. Oh, that's I want to own question. it. I mean, it's it's part of me. I want to be able to control it. At we all might time. need to go be a monk or something. Nope. Let's can no. we can we meditate? Nope. Oh, we can do it. Not be a monk. Absolutely. Let's do that. How do we do that? All right. So you want to gain control of your brain, right? And you want to control. Remember, you have the, the unconscious part was how much? Ninety-five percent. Yeah. That's the secret doorway to really get control of your brain. What do you mean 95%? 95% of who we are is an unconscious uh, set of beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors. Yeah. So if you tap into that and, and Jen, recognize yours is 96. them. And so you reprogram that. Right. Yeah. It, it will change. Yeah. It will so change. first you just have to be aware of it. Of, of what you're so like, you're saying people can are. change yeah people change all the time uh, but what we do is we we don't have that excitement enthusiasm of our first christmas instead we let what you talked about every day is the same we just keep on going mm -hmm. we, oh my god christmas is here again yeah <laughs> let me give you a little science behind that you know research shows that 60 to seventy thousand thoughts a day occur for us and 90% of those are the same thoughts as the day before. Boring. Snoozer. Yeah, in your so brain, Jen. Not in my yeah. brain. Mine's like... I'm sure I have triple the thoughts, but... Absolutely. Probably Absolutely. same ones, yeah. Because some of those thoughts are going on the unconscious, subconscious level. Mm -hmm. So how can you control that? Well, <laughs> you have to change your brain waves yeah. to do that. Oh, what? I got to go for surgery? No. You just, you just slow your brain waves down out of the... There's four types of brain waves. You've got your beta, which is your your th your normal engagement with life, and there's several levels in there. You've got your alpha, which is now you're slowing it down. You're going more internal. You've got your theta, where you're just about ready to drift off, but you're not drifting off yet. And you have your delta, where now you're settled into your sleep. When you drop down into alpha, and with practice you drop down into theta, now you can access the subconscious. And what if while you were there, you decided to feel like how you wanted to feel? So yeah, that you're right. saying, I'm yeah. really into this, okay? Mm -hmm. So like like hypnotizing, basically. Absolutely. It's the same thing that hypnotists do. But now right. you're driving it, baby. Oh. You're the Holy smokes. Because yeah. I've done some okay. weird, so, some weird yeah. things. So that's not like, a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Your brain is so powerful. Tell me what to do. I'll do it. Yeah, so we can train ourselves to we can do anything so like say you're like a smoker you need to learn you how to help me cigarettes huh you need to help me get into my well don't look at me it's not like i'm good at it i know but like <laughs> you no you shouldn't but i do it, feel like you couldn't get me on that level but christy you're, could. you're like more powerful over your brain than you think you are you are exactly yeah that you this tell my husband all the time this is the hidden secret mm -hmm. that we were talking about what was our word recondite Yes, yeah. recondite. Sorry, that we are yeah. unaware of that which is really there already. God, you're yeah. so much smarter than us. You already remembered the word of the day and used it in a sentence properly. It's like 15 right. minutes in, and I'm like already enlightened. Okay, yeah, I tell my husband that all the time because, uh, yeah, I I know like I am more in control of my emotions than you would think. You know, like I mean, everyone is. I'm just a little more. That's not true. So I'm, I'm working in control. Of my brain, I think, than my emotional side. Well, like that, I'll remember, like I'll remember to wake up every morning. I'll remember to how to cut hair. But if my heart's broken or mushy, like I'm gonna do it with like puppy dog guys the whole day. Like I feel like I'm yeah, way more can... in control of my actions than my emotions. That's just what you think. That's just because no, I'm that's... Man, I'm 
I what, feel it. <laughs> because that's just what you think. I'll yeah. be feeling it, and you can be seeing it because yeah. my well, eyes might look like I'm glazed. Well, no, you I... can't. It's not like you can avoid a. I mean, maybe an avoid an emotion, even like starting to feel it. But you can con- you can control it. You can have it. You can let it exaggerate as much as you want, or you can okay, Jim. It. But unmedicated, okay. Let's just be real. Well, yeah. If I don't take my medicine, and I don't get my mind right, which is literally what I take is mind medicine. Yeah. If I wouldn't do that, right. I would not be able to control my brain or my emotions. Can, would you like me to inject some sadness yes. into this? Yeah, maybe let's we'll ask the brain doc. <laughs> when you think of of thoughts they are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body when you start to think a thought it starts bringing other thoughts up in your brain that are very similar to it the brain works by pattern matching so you think oh I've got to get this done and and very easily your brain starts picking everything else that you got to get done too oh you want to think about a list of getting done and then you think more and more and you make your big list and when you get enough firing and wiring together it creates a signal to the second brain the limbic brain and that limbic brain then sends the chemistry down into your body and now it gets the body engaged so the thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body and then the because we talked about this a little bit the brain is always spying on the body it's now going to get more thoughts equal to how you're feeling so you're just jumping into the conversation just a moment later with the emotion, but it really just, it happens with the thoughts, but it also can happen with the emotions. And why is that? So if you accept the fact that the brain is always an artifact of a record of the past and it, it creates an emotional association with that record of the past. So you, you see your favorite mug and you already have the emotion of what your favorite mug brings to you. Mm-hmm. And it's also true. You're walking up to your office door, and you've already started your day in your head. Mm-hmm. You've emotionally conditioned yourself to start your day in a certain way. And then because you've mm-hmm. already start emotionally conditioned yourself to start that day in a certain way, just like when you, got, you were thinking about your new car and you started to see it on the road or that new color of the car, because you've emotionally conditioned your body to start the day this way, you will find instances that match your expectations. Yeah. Cool. And that's how what you're going to see yeah. that day. Yeah, it's, so it's like catch-22, so then, you know, you just can build off of that, too. All you got to do is think greater than your environment, uh-huh. your body, and time. Yeah, Jen, you can, like, say stuff into existence and make it happen. Like, for real. Yeah. It's not just Or bullshit. at least get like the right emotions down. out of it. Get you a memory board. Make it happen. Yeah. You hit the exact thing that is so relevant. Mm-hmm. is when you're thinking about something happening and you connect to the emotion as if it already happened, mm-hmm. then it brings it to you. Yeah. So that what you want to do is connect to that emotion. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't matter how it comes to you because now you've connected to that emotion. Yeah. It's like... um. I've done. The, I used to do this a lot, and then I, I, whenever I finally realized, I made an effort to stop. Like, if you say you know you need to talk to somebody about something, and you play the scenario in your head, and you already expect them to piss you off or something, mm-hmm. then you already start getting those feelings. Yeah. So it's like it's wasted emotions and feelings because you're like 
I don't even know if they're going to get piss me off or get mad, you know, like, so there's a, the principles of don't quantum jump science to conclusion. And, yeah. And you collapse like away. Expectations are. Yeah. So you are, you are exactly right. You are exactly right. That happens that you a lot. You can be an asshole <laughs> even you, just because you expect someone else to be an asshole even when they're sweet. Well, let's, let's, let's help the, your listeners with some of this as they're going into this holiday season. You know, if they expect that what this holiday season is going to be for mm -hmm. them, right. that's their experience uh -huh. that they're calling to them. Uh, and that will probably happen. So they're, yeah. if they're based on their record of the past uh -huh. of, oh, I got to get all this done. I don't have time. I'm overwhelmed. Uh -huh. Oh, I got to go to this house. I'm going to, I know the same conversation's going to ensue. Mm -hmm. And if they're bringing that up in them already, mm -hmm. they're already activating yeah. the hormones of stress. Uh -huh. And they haven't even gotten off the chair. Well, isn't, but isn't there a fine line, like a happy medium? Because you don't want to be like, oh, this season's going to suck. Christmas is going to suck. It's terrible. Because it will. Um, My Christmas normally. never sucks. Because I'm there. And Santa, yeah, and the babies. You're so special. Well, it's good. Smiling yeah. little but faces. See, you're already thinking positive. I know. Right. And so when you think that, you're already. Ex I could see it in your eyes. You're already. Uh, so you are going to have a good Christmas. But then also, though, I hate to like build up expectations of anything too much because if they aren't met, then you're setting yourself up to be let down. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, dream big and hope higher, Jen. Yeah, but if you're like, oh, this is going to be perfect, like, we're going to do this, and like, it's going to go that way, and like, we're going to get all these, you know, and then... That's why you just need to have no expectations. That's right. I mean, terrible. Terrible. But that's what I'm saying. It's not <laughs> a happy medium, like, where, like, think good thoughts, but, like, don't have, like, the highest expectations so you don't get crushed. Well, we, we go back to that hidden part of us, the subconscious, that will, uh, will influence... It will influence how what's going on, how you interpret everything, uh -huh. because it's so powerful. You can actually modify your experience just through meditation or mm -hmm. mental rehearsal okay. of what you think. How how do you want to experience it? And just like you said, you can call things to you just by getting that emotional state uh -huh. by engaging mm -hmm. with. Some people call it mental rehearsal. How do you meditation? Do how like is it like a, just a quiet place where you just think? Like I don't. I'm never like. I've done yoga, but I've never really meditated. Like, is it like prayer? Like, I don't understand. Prayer is a form of meditation for some. It does. It's not the activity. It's the mentality within you engage in the activity. So if somebody's in prayer and they're worried and stressed and you please fix this, please fix this, and they're engaged with the stress of what's going on instead of the feeling of the resolution. Mm -hmm. And what I, I want to talk to you about and after we talk about the meditation is why it's so important. Because um, on my shirt here, I wore a shirt that has a uh, timepiece, an hourglass on it, and it has the structure of DNA. Mm -hmm. And we're always marching through time. But meditation has been shown to reverse time, has been shown to reverse the natural progression of your DNA dissolving itself. Hmm. There's little telomeres at the end of the DNA that are like the caps of a shoestring. And over time, they start parsing off and getting shorter and shorter, and then it, your DNA loses its integrity. Hmm. Meditation has been shown to not only slow that regression, but mm. also to grow your telomere length. So you're actually going to gain time through meditation, which is pretty awesome. So how do you do that? Well, 
You sit down in a place where you're not distracted. Why is that important? Because then your brain's not firing and wiring everything that's around mm-hmm. you and all your associated memories. Mm-hmm. So you're going to quiet down, and you're going to start to just let your brain go from alpha, going to alpha. So you're slowing down the beta brain waves and the thinking. Some people like to have um, meditation without music. Some people like it with music. Some people like guided meditations. I have found for me the most powerful have been the meditations of Dr. Joe Dispenza. And there's a one, there's a really sweet one that's short, it's like 20 some minutes where it's in the morning. He has you think about what do you want for yourself for this day? And then the evening, a review where you, you just let the day go. What have you learned? What do you want for the next day? And when you start feeling that relaxed state, just call up that emotion that you want to feel. I'll try when I'm in the bath. There's certain types of meditation. There's one where, like, you um, you pick a word and you just repeat the word in your head that you, like, want to feel. Dude, it works. For, like, that se- couple seconds that you're, like, mm-hmm. really doing it. But here's but, what's going on. In that moment of that meditation, and then God. you can relive this in your waking hours, you're changing the chemistry of your body. And when you get out of the hormones of stress, you're allowing your body to go into growth and repair. Yeah, you can like feel it in your body. Like stress is so freaking awful on us, y'all. But I love it. Yeah, meditation's, <laughs> but, meditation's huge. Yeah. And then there's also what you were talking about with um, when you have your thoughts and your feelings and you start thinking them over and over again. There's a thing called a refractory period where you just like notice what's happening and you just decide to change it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to keep ruminating Mm -hmm. about something that happened a year ago. Right. It's about, like, feeling, like, more powerful. And then, like, resentment is, like, the devil, right? It's, like, the worst thing that you can do to your brain. Well, and that's a secondary thing of judgment, right? And um, I was, I tell people that I work with, I really don't like to judge. You know, I'm all out of judgment chemicals. And why is that? One, the person that I'm judging really doesn't care what I think Mm -hmm. but more importantly it shifts my energy Mm -hmm. it shifts my chemistry inside so why do I want to give that away to somebody else Mm -hmm. you know I don't want to give away my power so by judging somebody else I'm actually hurting myself I'm giving away my power it changes anytime you feel yourself changing inside that's your clue of like oh this doesn't really feel good I want to go back to feeling good Mm -hmm. yeah like, I think the worst feeling is jealousy. Blech. Like, it's just makes me want to throw up. Like, not necessarily, like, if not, I'm not thinking of, like, me just feeling that, but just in general. Like, anyone, like, jealousy is, like, the, and, you know, it's from insecurity is, like, the root of everything. But being jealous of someone or something is just because, so nasty. Yeah. So what's the, because, what's the subconscious, unconscious component of jealousy and i don't have it right yeah and they're they're not responding to what you have they're emotionally responding to not having it Mm -hmm. and that's why it feels so bad yeah ah, i hate it and so Ah. you perpetuate that right so you could see with somebody's greatness and say and i want that too i'm if they've got it that opens the door away for me getting it yeah, well, that's why, like, envious. That one I think is okay. Oh, like, I want that for me, but you're, like, still kind of, like, happy f- for someone yeah, else, too. You, you know? don't hate them for it. Right. I think envious can be, like, a kind of a good thing in a collective. It can kickstart you into 
getting getting what you want, what or you it want. can downplay you. Yeah, the, it can spiral you down jealousy. into jealousy. That yeah, little green monster. Careful, gets, yeah. yeah, right. Your brain's got to be smarter than that. Especially because mm-hmm. so you're talking to some friends, and they say, "Oh, I signed up for this new course, or I'm going back to school," and you get that little ping of, "Oh, I wish." All of a sudden, your brain's starting to think, "Well, maybe this is possible for me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so it. it's yeah. it's the chemistry with which you have that interaction with that. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. That really, and that, and then you're creating up the powerful momentum of it. Yeah. Because you 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 start getting new thoughts, and now you you make new choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and how long is it before you can like change yourself? Just a moment. A second. A nanosecond. Ooh, I like she it. She went there. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, it's possible, like right now yeah you did it yes but that and you that, that if you think that way then it is possible you know like it's all about yeah being more like powerful than your you know i mean my voicemail said hey this is kelly realizing you can, dream it, you can do it for like three years yeah it's realizing <laughs> did it really power yes. of your brain I love yes that. it did i guess that's cute mm-hmm. thanks um yeah change your mind i i always we had like a short conversation about that when i was when we were at the show and I talked about like when I was younger and doing like anger therapy and stuff like that and like how now as an adult how like that never it never left me but now as an adult I have like at least a moment a day where I have to like literally breathe step back come back in my brain and then be like you don't need to do this and then be like okay I think that I am but it's so messed up from all the therapy that I got when I was a kid I don't think any oh no I think at all I think I I mean it was necessary for me I I'd be, I'd probably be in jail by now, easily, but, I mean, I took a lot out of it, I still, there's, like, a lot of stuff that I still just use to this day, and, like, as I've gotten older, things have just gotten much easier to work, like, nothing, you know, like, now I can be cool as a cucumber, and nothing really bothers me, but growing up, like, I didn't have any control over my emotions, I didn't know Mm -hmm. how to feel things, I didn't know what was an appropriate time to feel things, my Mm -hmm. dad, I think, had a big portion of that, just because he's either mad or not. There's no other emotion I've ever seen my dad feel. Mm-hmm. It's either he's angry or he's nothing. Yeah. And so I think that that just, like, played a huge role in, like, me not understanding that, like, oh, it's okay to cry or, like, oh, it's okay to feel this way about situation mm-hmm. or, like, oh, this is the time when That's you should feel so angry or this similar is... similar to how my dad was when yeah. I was growing up. Like, oh, this is, this is when you should be angry, not just, like, always. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, like, a big... So, like, then I had a really rough time just, like, leveling myself out when I became, like, 10, 11, mm-hmm. and then started doing therapy when I was, like, 12, and I did that until I was, like, 15, and it... I mean, it changed my... Yeah. And it was really... It was with a social worker. Her name was Diana. Her name was Diana McCoy or McCroy. It was either McCoy or McCroy. I can't remember. But she was in New Orleans. She's on Canal. She still practices, so anybody mm-hmm. out there that wants to talk to her, she yeah. is amazing. She was not an anger management therapist, but that is 100% what we did the whole time. She was the best. And yeah. she really changed, like, my whole life. Yeah. So change can happen in a nanosecond, mm-hmm. but sustaining the change, that is the skill. Mm-hmm. That is the skill. And why yeah. is that? Because you gotta you gotta change what's going on in your body's mm-hmm. chemistry. Yeah. Otherwise you change your mm-hmm. subconscious, unconscious self. Yeah. So that it can sustain <sighs> that for you. You did for you to go through that, I can hear it. You did a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Some serious effort. Thanks. She's Fair such enough. a great friend now. Yeah, no, I mean it 
but that's I like mean, why. I don't know what kind of friend she would have been before, but she's definitely one of my favorites. I was I feel like I've always been a good friend. I was just kind of a bitch. But <laughs> but I was always a good friend. If you needed anything, I got your back. Um, and I would definitely You would have definitely hated me. No, I would have definitely yelled at somebody for you if that's just All right. You did. Yeah. yeah. If there was any of one of your yeah. friends that was gonna stick up for you viciously. Uh, maybe I should go to anger management because I'm still that friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd still do it if need be, you know, but it, we, the circumstances are different. Back in the day, it used to be somebody would just, like, I don't know, say it in, like, your shoes. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What did they say about you? Yeah. Now, I mean, like, I, it would have to be, you know. Yeah, that's Kelly. A lot more serious. But yeah. anyway, my point of the story is that it is serious dedication to doing yeah. something like that. Like, if you lived your lifestyle for so mm-hmm. long... And especially now as an adult, like if I was to decide, if I never did any of that and then I was going to decide to do it now, I mean, it would be even a harder. Change your reactions. Yeah. Your like trained reactions to things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 12, it, yeah. You, could, you could toggle my brain. I think a lot of it happened without me even noticing. And now that I'm older and I look back, I realize what happened. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I just was like transitioning and didn't even notice. Yeah. Adolescence. Yep. Yeah. Well, I was thinking earlier from something that we were talking about. Kelly, I think you were saying something about, like, living in the past or something like that. Um, My therapist told me one time, and I was like, God, it's so simple, but, like, it makes so much sense. Maybe we can talk about that. Um, Like, if you live too much in the past in your head, that, like, can bring on depression. If you live too much in the future in your head, that's, like, anxiety. Those are optional choices when you think about the past or the future, absolutely. And because you tend to... Too much, you know, if you focus... Yeah, right. So um, if, you, if you're if you recalling in your brain, you start your thinking process, and then you're gathering more thoughts, and those thoughts happen to be uh, joyful, you're going to have joyful mm-hmm. emotions, and then you can, you know, and then you'll be thinking and envisioning a joyful future. But if you start to be oh, yeah. pulling... Okay, yeah. Start uh, that line over, if you start to be pulling... If you start to be pulling in thoughts that something... And, and I tell you, a lot of it has to do where you see something and you're something in your environment that reminds you of um, something from the past and you start thinking uh, and then you start pulling in additional thoughts and then you go into this thinking and feeling loop mm-hmm. and now you're overlaying it not only in the past but you're overlaying it onto the future. And so when you think about you've got the past that could be um, emotions that aren't don't, regret and yeah, yeah like, they yeah. don't create that chemistry for growth and repair oh, uh, okay. stress yeah. and then you have a, yeah. when you're in that chemicals of stress uh-huh. it's going to want to perpetuate yeah you're yeah, yeah. Narrow your yeah focus you're not Get a grip on that yeah yeah you, right what's the way out of this well this voice in the past doesn't feel good the future doesn't feel good what am i left with mm-hmm. the present moment mm-hmm the generous present moment is your place where you can create from. And when you prep yourself emotionally and vibrationally through your meditation or your even daydreaming and anticipation and you feel it of how you want this to unfold and then you just show up mm-hmm. present and aware, now you're priming yourself and everyone else to have a really great moment. See, there's a reason why I do it, guys. I have no expectations about anything ever. And then I always enjoy it. 
So, Dr. Jan, is there any way that I can, like, call you whenever I'm having, like, these emotional breakdowns or, like, I don't know, send you a little tweet or something like that? Maybe you can help me, like, back out of them because oh, it happens absolutely. to me all the time. I'm the crazy one of the group. Absolutely. Talk her off a ledge. Well, thank you so much for coming on. How can people get in touch with you or do you have any questions or anything? I work with uh, Neural Change Solutions. It's all one word. And so they have a website uh, that's worldwide I can do this worldwide where I train corporations and I also have my own personal website which is noblecreation.solutions noblecreation.solutions Dr. Jan uh, get a hold of me email me at Dr. Jan at uh, noblecreation.solutions and uh, yeah uh, I check my email every day so if I cool. don't hit you like right away yeah. within a few minutes I will get to you okay. and definitely connect and then you know we can set up a an easier communication pathway we can start texting or whatever oh yeah awesome well thank you so much yeah yeah i I know jen could hold you here forever i know (laughs) yeah i've got so many questions stop her yeah (laughs) i'm I'm add though so i'll forget about it in like 10 minutes but yeah right now i'm like oh questions Ah." if you have a difficulty getting a hold of me you can connect me through glitter and gossip yeah Yeah. yeah all right cool Well, thanks so much. I guess this is another episode of Glitter and Gossip.